Five Breakfast. Catch up. It's the other side on Five Breakfast. It is my birthday. I've turned 30. I've got some of my most beloved favorite people in the world around me, some of whom I'm blood related with, some of whom I've been friends with for such a long time, and some of whom I've been lucky enough to work with and become mates with. Nick Hammond is here. My brother James is here. When you hear him on the microphone, you might think it's me. And of course, the fabulous Five Breakfast team and the epic videographers also. And I'm going to do Pants on Fire. Pants on fire. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Celebrity, truth or liar. On Five Breakfast. Fridays on Five Breakfast. Can I just say I'm so nervous because you guys all know me so well. And I either now need, I need to tell a story you guys haven't heard and either it will be a truth or a lie. Um, but yo, it's stressful. Okay. So my claim is that I received the calling to be an Iqlicha and then I unreceived it in first year university at Rhodes University. That's my claim. Has any of you heard this story before? No. no. Okay, no. that's great. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> myself and Dan have probably together spoken a year's worth of conversation. Yeah. And in that time have regaled what I think is like every story from <laughs> our past for good and for bad and for everything in between, dude. Yeah. I, it, it's, it sounds very Dan. Yeah. Like, it's a massively plausible Dan thing. Yes. But I can't remember you specifically saying it. It's the kind of thing I would have said, right? Maybe. I don't know. Look mm. at you, man. You're 30 <laughs> years old. You've been around a long time. Maybe my memory is... <laughs> okay, but, me. but Dan, elaborate. Okay. I mean, we need so, details. I went to Rhodes University uh, for the second half of first year. And uh, I did journalism. And for the final uh, kind of uh, essay before the exams for the journalism paper, you had to do a piece. And I wanted to do an interesting piece, but I didn't really know anything about anything in what was then called Grahamstown because I wasn't there and so I got chatting to my Klosser teacher because I was also doing first year Klosser and uh, I was like I need some ideas and the person was like well why don't you interview a traditional healer and right and I said well that would be really interesting but like how would I even go about that I mean I'd, I could do like a profile of the way that this works and they were like cool we can arrange something and then one Saturday I was driven to nearby Bathurst which is very near Makanda as you guys will know and there's a small kind of location outside of Bathurst and I was taken to this um, dwelling inside of which was a very very old woman called Gogo that was what she told me to call her I think she saw I was white and was like I'm not going to give him the real name that's not going to turn out well from a pronunciation perspective Uh, so we were sitting there and I was uh, she had fairly decent English and my closer was terrible so we were speaking in English and I was asking her about how the ancestors spoke to her and I was writing down notes or whatever and then a tortoise walked in to the dwelling through the open door and Gogo said that tortoise is my communal speak through with the ancestors right the ancestors speak to me through this tortoise and the tortoise walked straight up to me looked at me and then sat down and went to sleep and there was this weird silence and then Gogo said that she was receiving something and she pointed at the tortoise and she said you're receiving the calling now, some white people have received the calling, controversially or not, to be a Sangoma or an Iqlicha. But like, this Gogo looked at me and she said, the ancestors are calling you to take on this new path to be a traditional healer. And I was like, okay, what do you mean? Like, like that is absolutely insane. Uh, I didn't even know what to say, but I'd heard that like, 
when you uh, receive the calling, you are told to go on a very specific journey, a land journey. You must travel to a certain mountain and meet a certain Sangoma who's going to then teach you the ways, you know. And so I started to ask her about that. And she told me that I had to go to the Drakensberg. And I had to go immediately. And I was like freaking out. And she was like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the number. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where to go. It'll be fine. Um, but you've received the calling and you are now going to be a spiritual healer. And I was like absolutely stunned by this and I was writing in my notes or whatever and then um, in the end the interview ended and she said I'll give you the number and I said cool and I got up to leave and she said so what now and I said well thank you for the interview and I'm going and then she said where's my payment because she thought that she was getting paid for the interview and I said no this is just an interview I'm not paying you and then she said well you weren't you didn't actually receive the calling I was just saying that for money (laughs) (laughs) and I left and I wrote the article and that was how I received and then unreceived the calling. <laughs> so that's the story. I'm now open to questions from my nearest and dearest people. James? Okay, I have some questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I've known you yes. a fair amount of time. Uh-huh. And I do feel like your life is quite uh, dense with wild stories. It's true. So this is one that could have slipped through the cracks. And right. I think Rhodes in particular was... A period. You guys only hear from me like once a month. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There, okay. were, there were there, there were summaries, if best, <laughs> of the, that period. I feel like the likelihood that someone could have been trying to grift you, yeah, is high. I'm a very griftable looking person. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, so I think I, I think the story makes sense. Okay. However. I know the way you speak. Okay. And there were more details in that story than you uh, usually uh, I'm provide. I'm telling a story. I'm sorry, you're on the radio. There are time <laughs> limitations. You have links to do. You have okay. limitations on your links. You okay. would not provided so many, so many uh, details if okay. you hadn't felt like you required that uh, to convince us of the story. But I'm a storyteller by profession. I know, but a very efficient storyteller, okay. which is what's throwing me off. Okay. Okay. Uh, should we go to ads and then have questions? Is that the best thing to do? I'm on the wrong side of the desk. Okay, pants on fire. If you've got questions on the WhatsApp line, let me know. The team is going to grill me next. This is so weird. It's like listening to two Dans interviewing one another. Oh, me and my brother James. (laughs) Let's get another one. Dan, I reckon you are telling the truth because the same thing has happened to me. What? Just in a little bit of a different story. Yes, I can imagine. But they tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> For see. For payment. It's all about the money. They it's talk rubbish. Very I hectic. haven't had anyone tell me a story where those people give you callings and stuff. No, many people do genuinely get the calling, but I certainly did not. Okay. Uh, let's go to Kolizondo. You can now grill me. All right, Dan. So um, first things first, the reason why the story is a pure lie. A pure lie? Not even a 60%? Yeah, is because if you did have to put down any sort of payment, it would have been even before the conversation uh, began. So so that's the first thing. Secondly, I want to know, were you dressed in, in, in a particular manner like... Was it just normal clothing that you... So I was wearing really terrible clothing in first year roads because everything was thrifted and I didn't buy much because I didn't have much money. So I think I was wearing... You remember those awful like hippie pants that were so huge and okay. they just kind of flopped around and then like some t-shirt, yeah. 
All right. Uh, so definitely a, a lie because of what? what you've just said right Why? now. Because there's no way you can go in there and speak to someone of that caliber uh-huh. just dressed in your hippie clothing you or jeans so? or whatever the you case so? is. Yeah, absolutely. You know the traditional healers of Bathurst very well. <laughs> <laughs> I know all of them. Uh, I'm joking. And then the last thing... Uh-huh. Uh, when 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 you went in, because mm. it, 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 this is such a fascinating conversation, were you addressed by name? No, no, not okay, at all. Okay, wh- what did what not did she all. call you? She didn't call me anything. There were no pronouns or names whatsoever. Sure. I it was just a conversation, and then I was like giving a lot of thanks and gratitude for her being willing to do the interview, and she was saying thank you, and then I just asked her questions until this tortoise came in. All right, okay, definitely a lie. Why? Yeah. yeah. Because there's no way you would have been addressed by by some sort of name. Okay, mm. okay. Mudley, what do you think? I'm also a bit suspicious that, okay, you not knowing anything about the practices, rocking up there and being like, hey, <laughs> like, uh, uh, what language did you speak? So I, we were speaking in English because my closet wasn't very good, but I will remind you that my closet teacher, who I spoke to about what interview I could do, she made the connections. She set this up. So that's how I ended up in that room because of her community relations with the with the community of Bathurst. And they were fine with the fact that you don't speak like yeah. that it was done in English? Okay. This Gogo seemed absolutely fine with it. Yeah. Gogo seemed fine with it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Tavo, do you have questions? I, I'm thinking a bit. Okay, so. during this engagement with this uh-huh. uh, traditional healer, yeah. Uh, did you have like anything on you? Did you have like a notepad? Or? Yes, I was writing handwritten notes with a pen. That's a bit bizarre because okay, I don't know that much about that world, but I do know that it's very sacred, and I don't think they'd be okay with somebody, you know, writing down whatever it is that they're saying. But that was the premise of the interview, right? Like okay. the interview was agreed upon, and I didn't necessarily go into like a sacred space. It was in this person's dwelling, their home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but my thing is, this is a very good story. But the fact that you have not told it to anybody, (laughs) like not even your brother, I don't know, maybe you you, you, you probably read it in like an exclusive, like uh, on on a newspaper. This story is not in Heisgenot, Tawo. No, but (laughs) we've also spoken about so many traditions and cultural traditions. So I feel like it would have come up. But also Dan was stuttering quite a lot as he was telling that Uh, story. uh, I was not stuttering. Oh, and there comes the defensive. I'm starting. Okay, so you three think it's a lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Hammy, you have one more round. I'm trying to find out if there are tortoises in Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> that's potentially the one thing I think would be a lie. So my my conclusion after having listened to the thorough investigations, okay. can I just say as well how ridiculous you look? You've got a golden plastic crown on your head. <laughs> <laughs> like a sash saying it's my birthday. I know, I know. <laughs> but you look amazing. Um no, I, I think it's I think it's true, but I just think that I think at that stage in your life you may not have had the capacity then to have known whether you had you had done your research thoroughly enough to have gone I, I don't think you were at a real traditional healer I just think you were in That's someone's garden scammed. and it was a scam Okay, but I think that you thought it was real Yeah, uh, up until the point because I also remember I, I've done a few of these things with traditional healers and to Holly's point the money was an upfront thing mm. it was like a very specific transaction in all, uh, yeah. not in Bathurst but yeah <laughs> I think you're telling the truth but I think you were scammed and I don't think it was a traditional healer okay James, you have the final call because you sound like me and we're brothers and everything. <laughs> okay, so I have one last practical question oh before I make a thing. Okay. okay, so if it's true, yes, are you really trying to convince a room of your loved ones yes. and your co-workers that the tortoise was a paid actor? <laughs> <laughs> that this woman tamed a, a tortoise... <laughs> 
to walk in at the perfect time and go to, to convince <laughs> white people to give this woman money. Is that what you're trying to tell these very dear people okay. to you? I don't know whether or not that this is a racket that she's done to many white first-year journalism students at Rhodes University or not. I can't say that. Because this could have been like a move. Like no, your plus a teacher could have been like, oh, okay, cool. It also like, just happened to me though. Okay, okay. Well, I don't, I, I don't think it's Maybe true. the tortoise always likes to fall asleep in front of one chair and then just <laughs> maybe sit in the chair. Okay, I think it's time that I reveal. Please. Okay, everybody in this room thinks, oh, voice notes. Okay, let's just voice notes first. Let's build some suspense. Hi, Dan. I just came here to say I love you. Oh, I guys. am so proud to be with you, and I'm so proud of the person that you are Jessie. and the person that you're becoming. And I'm also so proud to walk with you every step of the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesse, and for arranging all of this. Are there any more listener voice notes? Or was it just that? It was just that. Okay. Okay. So, um, on the matter of whether or not I was, um, uh, re- I received the calling from a traditional healer in Bathurst involving a tortoise and then unreceived it or not. The answer is that James, you will remember when I was at Rhodes, I didn't actually come home until late December because I was coaching the Eastern Cape debating team. And so a lot of things happened in my life that I didn't actually have the time to tell you guys. And then by the time I came home, there were more recent, bigger stories. Because I 100% received the calling from a traditional healer claiming person in Bathurst and then had it unreceived from me and wrote a journalistic article about it for first year gen. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to that Pants on Fire. You're on five. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.